Hey, this is Nika, and this is my sis, Soch, and we're here to talk about homeschooling. It's our first episode, and we thought we would just dive into homeschooling. It's very relevant right now. Um, for a lot of us parents, we've been kind of thrown into um, having to school at home, whether it's e-schooling or having to get our own curriculum together for our kiddos. So we just thought we'd try to be helpful and just glean on some of the experience that Sach has had um, these past two years homeschooling her children. Sach, um, can you just tell us um, how you became a homeschool mom and why you decided to homeschool your kids? Yes. So for me, um, I think this is probably, it will relate more to parents who um, are kind of kind of thrown into homeschooling like right now in this this time um, rather than maybe parents who maybe always thought that they were going to homeschool or knew exactly what they were signing up for and I say that because um, I never really intent like had that plan you know my husband and I you know when we got married it was never a discussion it was never something we even thought about and um, you know you know, to, you know, my sister, we both have the same um, upbringing. We weren't homeschooled ourselves, and we also weren't really exposed to anyone that homeschooled. So um, for me, what ended up happening was it kind of was a transition, and it started with being a stay-at-home mom, and that wasn't even really something that I was um, intending to do for a long period of time, but that's another story. Um, but then a couple years ago, when we moved to a new city, the transition was just really hard on my daughter being pulled from her preschool program. So when we moved here, we just thought, okay, it's mid-year, I'm just going to um, homeschool. And at the time, it was preschool, but we just thought, you know, until we figure out, you know, what's a good option in this new city, let's just do that. So when I started, um, you know, I had uh, my other, my, I have my oldest, but then I had a toddler at home with me. And again, it just was a lot to, to deal with. And then it ended up the, the new year was starting and I started kindergarten. So I kind of thought, okay, kindergarten would be a good place to start. So um, it's now been two years and my daughter is at the end of her first grade year. And because of that, I can say like, yes, it was a challenge. And just like any job, I guess the way that I see it today is this is my full-time job. And I try to see homeschooling as as that. And because of that, I've been able, just having that mindset um, has helped me to really embrace it and try to, to really be the best teacher that I can be. Um, and just like any other job, when school's done, I'm, a, you know, that kind of mom hat, you know, is I put on and I, obviously it's a job that never ends, but I, I just had to kind of see it in that way. And um, I'm really enjoying it now. So this season, um, I guess you can say, I don't know how long I'll be homeschooling, um, but when we were presented with, you know, basically the opportunity to try, and now we like it, um, 
we just really saw that the Lord was opening that door for us. And um, I always had like different plans for my life. I thought, okay, I went to school for so long, you know, it only makes sense to, you know, jump into my career. But um, my husband and I both really saw that the Lord was showing, this is what I want for your family. And, um, you know, I had to really, I guess, accept that. So that is why I'm still doing it today. I, we still feel like he's telling us that this is what he wants for us. All right. Yeah. So, okay. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I know your kids are seven. You have a daughter that's seven, a son that's almost five, and another son that's almost one. So can you kind of tell us, like, what your schedule is like balancing or juggling all three kids and naps and eating and all that? So what do you – can you just tell us what you do? Yeah, sure. So um, like I said, I try to see it. You know, mindset was so, so important to just really surrender and say, God, please help me. I think it was kind of a moment that I had with him where I just cried out and I said, I need your strength to like, you know, because there's so many areas that we say, God, help me with my job or with this or with school. And so we almost expect that this should be set, you know, second nature. Like, yes, maybe motherhood or like those internal instincts but even teaching it just was something that I felt like God I needed his help and so when I did cry out to him I felt like he was there to say I'll help you each step of the way and so I'm saying all that now because what's really helped me is um just kind of waking up a little bit before it doesn't happen all days I try to shoot for it I do have a one-year-old so some nights are really rough with him But if I start my day, just like any job, and you have that prep time, so I used to work with, uh, like in a clinic, and I'd meet with patients. And so I had to look over notes and just like get prepared. You know, that's kind of what I do. I kind of think I have a set schedule with my kids for the week. I've set it up. Um, You know, if we, we do come from background with school or work, we're really set to kind of deal with some kind of structure. So I found what helps me. Now, what I do love is it is at home and, you know, having these different ages, this is going to change and I have that flexibility, but I do think it does help to kind of start with that thinking. So waking up, prepping, getting in the word, just praying, praying for God's strength for that day. It has really, really helped me. Um, to do that. And so when I start that, I also can start breakfast going. And this is actually something that I can start the night before. So if you even think about how most schools are run, they have a monthly meal plan, you know, the cafeteria, they will send out what's going to be for lunch, or, you know, maybe even breakfast for some kids for the whole month. So I actually have a weekly meal plan. And I do this also because my son has um, some food allergies. And so I have to kind of have a rotational diet for him. And um, because of that, I know exactly, and the kids now know too, they know what they're going to eat on Monday and Tuesday. And so because of that, the night before, if we're going to have you know oatmeal, I can soak my oats the night before. And even those little things help my day run smooth. So we get breakfast started, we eat, and 
And then the first thing that we do, which also really starts our day off well, is we do a Bible study together. And um, this just, again, we found that we need this as a family because it helps our day. And I change it up. I try to show my kids, like sometimes we might, you know, we'll listen more to worship or if we're learning something at church or, you know, I have different devotion books or we do scripture memory for the week or we'll focus on certain verses. We always pray the armor of God. We remind ourselves of the fruit of the spirit and what love is in first Corinthians. And so because of that, it's kind of part of our schedule and they know what to expect, maybe like a circle time um, equivalent. And so we do that and we pray for our day and then we'll get going. And so um, again, kind of like a schedule set up Mondays, for example, we always do like our core classes, which is language arts and math. But then we kind of have additional books that I spread out throughout the week. So Monday is pretty much always geography day. And so there's things that we do for that day. But what I'll do is we'll go over everything. Most of the time we have to do some reading. And my, my two youngest are always with me while we go over what my daughter will do. And then um, I will send my daughter along to do it alone in her room. And if she needs help, she'll let me know. But that's the time I will spend time with my, um, my five-year-old boy. And he right now, I'm trying to prep him to just see how school looks and what is going to be expected for him for kindergarten because he's going to be starting in the fall. So we have a map of and we are right now going through, which I know you did too, um, Nika, we are going through the, it's a phonics book, the 100 easy lesson or the lessons to help you read. I'm probably saying it wrong right now, but um, teach your child to read in 100 easy lessons. So anyway, I work on that with my son and my little one is just always just wanting to be with us. So once we kind of get those things done, lunch is next. And then afternoon, we kind of finish up anything we need to do, work on projects. And I'd have to say, like, most of the afternoon, we're always finding things to do. And then, you know, about the time that I'm about to make dinner, that's kind of the reward time. And my, kid will, my kids will get to watch Um once they finish everything, when I cook dinner, they kind of have things that will entertain them um, as rewards, um, like TV time. And then we eat dinner. There's things that my husband sometimes does with the kids. And when he gets home, he does science projects. Sometimes he'll go over homework. Sometimes we do additional worksheets. If that day my daughter had, you know, some difficulty with math problems. And then, of course, um, there's things that you my husband focuses on with the kids and he kind of has his own little routine that he does at bedtime where he either does more science um but he'll do like a bible story or sometimes he does consequent stories and they just know that that's always going to be with dad that night so our days kind of look the same um they're just set there's routine to them and I think they really do well with that but there's of course a lot of flexibility so um, kind of a day. I love that you share 
about like some of the things that are similar to school because like you said you have like circle time and I know my son's in kindergarten he has morning meeting and that's kind of like what you do and but in with you you are able to really talk about the Lord and do a devotion so that's an added bonus and and I think also just it's you know everyone knows and it's like you know, evidence-based that routine for children are, are, are how they thrive. And so school is very routine-based. And so I like that you also have a routine for your kids and they, sounds like they really know what to expect. So they don't really have to ask you. So what, what are we going to do today? They know it's on the schedule. Um, they do the same thing every Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday. So that's really neat. Um, I know that we don't have a lot of time to just talk about all the curriculum you use. We will plan to post the curriculum that you use on our website, beentheregothere.com. But if you could just uh, give us a few um, curriculum points that you use that are helpful, that would be great. Yes. Um, So I've started from the beginning with the Masterbook series, which has a little bit, it's a Charlotte Mason influence. And so I use, um, there's a Bible study book, a language arts, math, science, and a social studies book that I use all from that curriculum. And my son also uses a math book. But what I love about it is, especially if you're jumping into homeschool, there's not much prep work you have to do. It's laid out very simple but it's very I've enjoyed it my my kids have enjoyed it and it's um also uh it's a Christian series too so there's a lot of discussion they use a lot of scripture and so um in addition to that um I'll kind of post the the books that other texts that I use um for history and various things I use you know for our state we are required to to go over certain subjects every year and we have to list those books. And so one of them is kind of like a, a health course. And so I use a book called essential life skills and I'll probably get a new one next year, but this one in particular, which all of this of course will post is on manners, etiquette, um, household chores, friendship, family. That's basically what it says on the tech on the front page. Um, and then I started to use for my geography. So a lot what I like about the curriculum that we use is they kind of really go over a lot of, um, they do talk a lot about geography and they do talk a lot about history. But there's, if my children have more interest in these, I can kind of focus on that. So for geography, we're using a book called Operation World, the definitive prayer guide for every nation. And, um, what we do with this is this is for a geography day. My kids pick out, we have a calendar called, um, my husband gets it every year for his birthday. It's a thousand places to see before you die. Cause he loves to travel. So my kids, instead of throwing away those, you know, for each one, they have a picture of somewhere in the world. My kids will, um, they have a little format that they follow so they can do this now independently. They go, they cut the picture, they follow the format, they write in the population, you know, the languages spoken. Another thing that um, I like about this book is it has specific things that the, we can pray for each nation. 
And so um, in addition to that, something that you have shared with me, um, Nika, is the book Good Pictures, Bad Pictures, which is um, porn proofing today's young kids. We've incorporated that the past month, and that's been really helpful since some of the things we do are online. And um, in addition to that, another um, another thing that we focus on that week is, well, I guess, just to back up one step. So we were talking about structure and various things. I have a board on my wall that basically um, lists out all that we're supposed to do for that week. And we have a checkbox system that makes sense for my kids. So you know, for language, it's a box that's, you know, divided into four because for four days they have to work on that. And so they know exactly how much they're supposed to do for each subject. So we also then in our, like, where we eat close to our kitchen, we have a daily board. So I'll write down, okay, today we're going to do geography. We're going to do um, our Japanese. We're going to do this. And so we have goals to meet, even though we can do it throughout the whole day. We just try to get it done. Otherwise it may go on to Saturday, which they never want to do. Another thing that we do is we have a fun day, typically like on a Wednesday. And that's the day that we'll go to the museums and we'll go to the kids to have a roller skating class. And we'll, that's the day that I'll typically run errands or meet friends. Otherwise, I mean, as much as I do love the flexibility, I try to make it where the kids, um, are at home and they're finishing their work and they see that they have to get those things done. There's, you know, there's responsibility that we have to have. And of course, if we finish that and we can go meet a friend, we'll do that. But I always just make it clear, like we have to get done our work either in the morning or the afternoon. And so um, I'm reading off these things that I'm going through that are on my board. And I can also just take a picture of this because this has really helped me and the kids. So one other thing that I try to incorporate in my curriculum is like logic books. So activities like brain teasers, crossword puzzles. And um, one of the books that my daughter uses is called Lollipop Logic. And um, I also get this, I was telling you about this Nika today, just because it's Easter um, at my church, they give out this bulletin called Children's Worship Bulletin. And they have it for two age groups. You can actually go to they have a website if you type that in of course we'll um link this but they have puzzles for different age groups seven plus and i think three to six and there's four of them um on this page that you can print out and they are so wonderful they're challenging but that's what my kids have to do you have to complete either this whole work you know this whole worksheet if i forget to get one then we have different books that they use but um, that will keep them busy. And most of the time when they get started, they don't want to stop because they're fun. And they also get them thinking. And um, just, again, for, there's so many free resources out there. If you go to the library, even every time you go to the museums, there's places that have, you know, coloring pages. Or one time we were at the museum and they had this whole thing on sign language, just free resources. And I'm teaching my kids that because I have that background in my schooling. But there's so much out there that is great that you don't, you can just add to your week just to give them something to do. So in addition to that, um, reading, writing, and then spelling tests is something that's in my 
my daughter's curriculum, but we actually make it a priority to like work on it because my daughter loves, um, she participated in a spelling bee this year and she wants to do it every year. It's something that she likes to do. So we practice that and we'll just, if she's reading any books and she doesn't understand it, we'll highlight it. We'll put it in a little, we have a little, um, I forget what they're called, but they're like note cards that comes on a ring and we'll write words and we'll just keep practicing. She likes that. So I might as well encourage it. And we do that. And my son also, he um, participates in this too. And instead of giving me the whole word, he just has to tell me what the word starts with. So he's already kind of um, on that. He's already working towards it. And um, another thing that I try to do. So kind of going back, my daughter really loves spelling, you know, tests and she loves languages, but um, you can find the interests of your children and really just really for like in your curriculum, you can add to it. So my daughter, she really loves animals and also craft activities. My son loves cars and he loves learning about facts. So he's really into geography and science right now. So because of that, um, I have a research and a presentation um, box that they have to check off each week. So if something that they learn about, like say an animal that they've just they've never heard about, we have an animal book going where we, you know, we find a picture of it and we find the facts. Um, same with my son. If there's something he doesn't know, we have books like that going that and that then we do more research and we either make a presentation board or they just talk about it. Um, like last week, the kids were wondering about what the seven, like the wonders of the world, you know, we um, were. And so we kind of did some investigating and, you know, they didn't have time to like put all the notes together, but I said, let's just remember three facts. And they had to present that to me and my husband and um, just always finding ways for them to retain it, but also of the things that they love, they're constantly wanting to learn more. So that's kind of our main core ones, but we do have extracurricular, just like I know most even schools add, we have PE, we try to do like in there. Um, so we have a meal plan. I put three days smoothies in the morning and those days their incentive to get the smoothie is to do a workout. So we do that. Um, but in addition, they're in taekwondo, which is something we take them to. Um, my daughter's in an art class right now because she loves art. Otherwise, if she's not in an art class, um, I just try to find something to do. It's like a book where she puts stickers or this is where I can get creative. I always like to look at clearance bins and what she can do um, just to, to be creative. Um, but that's something that she loves. Sometimes, it's, you know, they we found like this $5 pot that they got me for my birthday it was a vase and she painted it for me and um, another thing that I think has been really fun is thinking how that they can be like thoughtful towards other people so I bought a bulk of canvases like at Hobby Lobby that are blank and every time a grandparent they spend time with a grandparent um, I've had it where they she will work on a painting with that grandparent. And so she'll have a memory with that grandparent. So she's already done it with three of them and she has them on her wall, but she liked that idea so much that I bought her some sketch pads um, that I bought for each grandparent. And 
for their birthday or for, you know, um, Mother's Day or something, we'll keep it, but she'll draw something for them. And then when she sees them, she shows them that way, her grandparents can always see her artwork, but she's always thinking of them in a way to like show, you know, what she's drawing. So that's been something that she's been doing. And it's something I can remind her like, oh, you know, it's your grandma's birthday why don't you think to draw her something or something like that she she'll definitely spend the time to do that so um in addition to that um letters is another box to check and that's either for a birthday or she has pen pals my son and daughter have pen pals or even um a thank you card each week I just have them write a card to someone and we send it out, you know, in the mail, just because we love receiving fun mail. So we thought, let's just make that something to do so that they even get used to doing that. Because I do think that that's something that with all the technology today is being lost, but mail is just such a fun thing um, for kids to just have that be in part of their routines um, to think of others. And uh, another thing is languages. And so I know this depends on what families can do, but I grew up learning a language. My sister, Nika, is, she knows the two languages that we were exposed to, she speaks pretty fluently. I struggled with all of that, but I do see the importance of teaching the languages. So um, Japanese is what I remembered the most. So I'm trying to teach it to my children and you know I want to learn it too so we use podcasts um, the podcast we use is just like every day for beginners and um, I really love that for my kids and a lot of times they um, if we just hear it it really motivates us to talk more about it so I try to speak it more um, but also uh, sign language, there's YouTube channels too. So sometimes this is maybe when I need to take a little break or if I need to cook, I can put these things on and it, it motivates them. There's books that you can check out at the library. I use, you know, I have found some specifically for Japanese um, that I can put up that I have liked also um, when I've gotten shows from Japan, like Curious George that are dubbed to be in Japanese that my kids watch. So there's a lot that you can do with that that um, can teach the language. Um, and one thing that, I guess the last thing on all of this is you can, this is something that I've done that has really helped me um, lately is, you know, when kids act up during the day, typically in schools, they might be sent to detention or they might, you know, miss out on recess and have to do more schoolwork. So like, obviously that's going to happen in the homes too. And so what I have found is, you know, instead of taking away the kids, things that keep them busy. So my son loves his cars or they will watch a show, you know, at the end of the day, those are things that also help me out. And there are incentives that I don't necessarily want to take away. Some days I might have to, depending on, you know, obviously consequences it depends on what you do. But what I have found is I just add something um, that doesn't really require me to have to really be involved. So if my, like, there was a, a time that my children were really interrupting me, like if I were on the phone or if I was talking with a friend. So I said, if you don't raise your hand, you know, I'm trying to like change these behaviors. I said, you'll have to listen to the Japanese podcast for this much time longer than you normally would. Well, they were super motivated to change these behaviors, but at the same time, if they 
ended up having to listen to it, it was just like a win-win for me. Like they would go to their room and because they had something playing, it kind of kept them busy and distracted, but they weren't crying in their room, you know, or upset or, you know, when they go and do time now, it's, you know, they're waiting for the last second to come out. Like they would actually engage in this podcast. And, um, again, I wouldn't have to sit alongside with them during it. It's just something that they knew. Okay. It's kind of like their detention, but they're learning. So that's kind of been something that I've done and I've really liked it and they've benefited from it too. So I guess all of that is kind of the things that I can think about that are things that I created things that I've added to my curriculum. Um, but I'm always constantly trying to find things that will just kind of keep them busy um, during the day. Mm, yeah, that's really good. Thank you. So let's see. Um, how do you occupy the time of your almost five-year-old? And I, and you, you talked about how you occupy the time of your five. You really include him in a lot of things, but sounds like your one-year-old just hangs out with you during this time. There's really not, I mean, do you do anything with him in particular? So he kind of tags along and you might hear him in the background. He's right now crying. So like, obviously that can be tough and that's where the flexibility is great. And that, you know, um, I mean, he does get easily distracted, but he kind of tags along a lot. My son, I think the most difficult thing is sometimes my five-year-old. I mean, he can be more difficult because he gets bored and he's constantly asking or or he'll want to say, like, what can I do? So that's why I've really tried to have him, like, you know, in my daughter's book, I'll have him trace you know, the things that she has to copy. So then I look, I say, this is, you know, your work for today, Claire, but look, Abner, you can contribute and you can trace, you know, this. And so I keep him busy in that. And I, I have a lot of times, like a lot of the work that she does, I have to read or she reads. So in that time, I'll bring in magnets or cars or blocks or various things just to keep my son entertained. And he listens while we read. And I would have to just say, like, you'd be amazed at what they pick up. We don't think that they're engaged, but they are. Um, I know I've already talked about the spelling bee, but my son, it really blew me away the other day because we were doing a spelling bee and I said, Africa. And um, he started, he 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 just has to tell me the first letter, but he said, capital A. And I have never, you know, looked at him and said, okay, proper nouns, they have to be capital. But he listened and knew that. And I just, again, like, you know, even when it comes to the Bible verses that we say, a lot of times I feel like they're not listening, but they have been able to actually retain it. So I let my son really just listen a lot, even though he's playing with his cars. I think he's really retaining it. Sometimes for my son, I've talked about the geography stuff that we do, there's a program called Satera. It's a great website that actually um, has a feature where it says voice on. And what it does is it quizzes, it quizzes geography. So it'll show all 50 states and it'll say the name and then they're supposed to find it. They do it for countries, the continents, everything. It's amazing. They even have it for anatomy, planets, um, you know, animal cell plants. Uh, is this free? Is this it, something that's this, free? This is a free thing. 
Um, and so I'll, can you also link it yeah. on our website mm-hmm. as well? Great. And one thing that I have found, so Satera is really great, but I found on their website, there's another um, free website called Sabrin, S-A-B-R-A-N. Again, I'll link it, but this has also logic, games, math. Um, they have like, you know, like Hangman. I don't know if you remember playing that, but like trying to figure oh. out words. There's math problems. This is also another free resource. So I let my son sometimes do this when I'm maybe working on something a little more difficult. Um, um, another thing that I do is buy the company learning resources. It's a cash register and it's actually, I've actually been thinking of, um, it was something I've been wanting to to you for your sons, but it's, um, they have math questions. There's different Hi, Jake. <laughs> but yeah, that's kids. my son that just woke up from a nap. So, yeah. yes, we have both of our kids with us. But, um, yeah, that's great. That's yeah. great information. Um, also, I mean. Well, one thing we can do I, is I do want to add more, and I know that this might be not a good time. We can link two videos. I kind of – I'll finish what you just asked about what I do with the kids but I know there is a couple other questions and we can split this up into two just because I have my little one. And that's why we wanted to make this podcast um, because we know that moms need to do more with others. And we also are busy. Like for me hearing him talk, that's the normal thing. If I were to call my sister, this is what I'd listen to. And my son would be with me too. So we never really have find like the best time to do this, but, um, I hope you, we don't, I think this is just the reality of being a mom, right? So we want to continue to do these things, even though sometimes it is really difficult to find this time together. So anyway, I'll just listen in that okay, Nika, that if we finish like another, maybe it'd probably be shorter, but we can finish if there's only two more things. Well, let's just see. I think the one last thing I wanted to ask you is um, just during this time, it's been really hard for friends of mine because We've been talking and just, you know, it's just a really hard time because parents are thrown into this, but it's also like an isolating time where you're not able to go out much, not even able to go outside much. So it's a kind of a twofold question. Like, what are you doing indoors or outdoors like that you can, you know, still do physical activity? And also, you know, what can, what kind of wisdom can you impart with others that are having a hard time? doing this it's like it's really is not easy and you kind of make it sound easy but like what is it or what that helps you get through the day what kind of could you share with us (laughs) well I think my little one's crying in the background a little I can tell (laughs) that he's gonna need me so maybe we will have to finish this just because I don't want to cut it too short (laughs) but um, yeah. Okay. Let's go. So the next up. questions we'll answer for our next episode. We'll kind of keep it sh- um, at this, and we'll we'll continue yeah. next time. All right. Thank you. Thanks.